Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Lift Up the Cross. Word of God is 
the first resurrection day was one of gloom and despair for the disciples of our Lord. Three days before, their Lord had been crucified and buried. Seventy-two hours of disappointment and disillusionment had passed, and now the first day of the week breaks. Their despair deepens into utter frustration. See them huddled together behind closed doors. Not a word is said, and the only sound is that of sobbing and sighing as they mourned and wept. These are the words describing this scene in Mark 16.10. Imagine mourning and weeping on the day of resurrection, but all their mourning had been for nothing. It was entirely uncalled for and unnecessary. Lord Jesus Christ did not sympathize with their heart-breaking sorrow, but instead in Mark 16.14, we are told he upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Again and again, he had said that he would raise again the third day. His enemies remembered, but his disciples forgot. All the sorrow the disciples experienced was because they did not believe his word. How much better to believe his word and be glad. You will notice a sharp contrast before nightfall, for John tells us that before the day ended, the disciples were glad. From morning in the morning to glad light before night. There was gladness, joy, and victory. What made the difference? It was the power of the resurrection. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. The sight of the resurrected Lord made all the difference. It changed mourning into gladness, weeping into joy. A very learned professor was talking to a little girl who trusts the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, My poor little girl, you don't know in whom you believe. There have been many Christs. Which one do you believe in? And the little girl thought for a moment and said, I know which one I believe in. I believe in the one who rose from the grave. Have you personally experienced his resurrection joy by receiving his death and resurrection for your sins? Listen now as Eddie Piper sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Ten Thousand Angels. They bound the hands of Jesus in the garden where he prayed. They led him through the streets in shame. They spat upon the Savior so pure and free from sin. They said, crucify him, he
When he cried, it's finished, he gave himself to die. Salvation's wondrous plan was done. He could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him You are listening during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We pray that as you listen to our broadcast this morning that you are encouraged and that you and your family are getting ready to attend a good Bible teaching Sunday school and church. If you don't have a church of your own to attend, we invite all who are seeking a Bible-honoring, Bible-teaching church to join us for services. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Here we have many classes for the various age groups. We also have a supervised nursery for little ones for all of our services. Then at 10.45 we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. This morning the choir will be singing the cantata entitled, My Easter Story, and then I will bring a resurrection message of hope. Then at 6.45, we begin our closing service of the day, our evening fellowship hour. It is important that Christians gather together to study God's Word. Listen now as Jeremy Hetrick plays for us as a trumpet this beautiful song, My Life is in You, Lord.
as winter retreats, signs of new life make their appearance. Spring beauty replaces winter darkness. In our northern hemisphere, this change takes place about the same time as Resurrection Sunday. Thus, parallels are drawn between the developing new life in nature and the new life demonstrated in the Lord Jesus Christ's emergence from the grave on that resurrection morning. Spring is a welcome visitor, especially in cold, bitter climates where the dead of winter covers the earth with a shroud. Then spring comes and awakes the world to a vibrant life. Resurrection Day 2 commemorates a literal transition from death to life. Jesus Christ, God's Son, tasted death for every man, but death could no longer hold the author of life in its grips. Spring also reminds us of another parallel. By nature, you and I are spiritually dead in sins. And just as winter casts its drab mantle over everything and seems to smother life, so sin exercises its death-like spell over us. We are separated from God, spiritually dead, and in need of new life. And that's exactly what Jesus Christ gives to us. By His death on the cross for our sins and His resurrection from the dead, He brings new life to all who trust Him as Savior. Hence the Bible describes the great change which takes place as a new birth. You are born again spiritually when you admit your need of a life-transforming change and personally trust the Lord Jesus Christ, the only one who can affect that change in you. What a gloom and darkness would settle upon this world if it were not for, for the glorious doctrine of the resurrection of Christ. Listen to the words of this song as the Richardson Trio sing for us in the garden. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the
and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I'd stay in the garden with him though the night around me be falling and he bids me go through the voice of woe his voice to Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the resurrection of Christ. Acts chapter 17, verse 31. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men in that he raised him from the dead. The lost tomb of Jesus a documentary which James Cameron served as an executive producer, aired on the Discovery Channel and Vision TV in Canada on March 4, 2007. It argues that ten small ossuaries discovered in 1980 in a South Jerusalem cave may have held the bodies of Jesus and his family. An ossuary is a place or receptacle for the bones of the dead, a stone box. Simply put, this is a blatant attack upon the Lord Jesus Christ in his resurrection. If the ossuary contains the bones of the Lord Jesus Christ, then his resurrection was a complete hoax. Then the reliability of the word of God would be called into question. Even scholars and archaeologists challenge these claims. The filmmaker also suggests that Mary Magdalene was buried in the tomb, that she and Jesus were married, and that an ossuary labeled Judah the son of Jesus belonged to their son. Their assertions are false. The names on the ossuary are most common names found among Jews at that time. Also, William Deaver, an expert on Near Eastern archaeology and anthropology, said, Specialists have known about these ossuaries for years. The fact that they have been ignored tells you something. 
Biblical Christianity centers around serving the risen Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Biblical Christianity centers around the empty tomb. The bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is a fundamental, a cardinal doctrine of the Christian faith. As you think of the resurrection of Christ, at first you may think that Acts 17.31 is not a typical resurrection verse. You may be thinking of the gospel records of his resurrection, or 1 Corinthians 15, the great resurrection chapter, to be a more appropriate Bible verse on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But for a moment, think on these words. He hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. The empty tomb, the stone rolled away, revealing the empty tomb, gives assurance to all mankind, saved and unsaved, of the coming judgment. There are four areas of importance that are taught in this verse. The first area is the appointment, because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world. There is a future coming day of judgment. He will judge the world. Also read Hebrews 9.27. The judgment of Acts 17.31 is not for the saved Christian, but for the unsaved person. And this judgment will not determine whether a person go to heaven, but rather this judgment will be to sentence the guilty person to the eternal place of fire. The second area is the judge. He will judge the world. The judge will be the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be no arbitrators, no lawyers, no juries. The only person standing before the Lord Jesus Christ, the individual, and there will be only that person standing before the Lord, the righteous judge. John chapter 5, verse 22, For the Father judged no man, but hath committed all judgment to the Son. Part of Revelation chapter 20, verse 12 reads, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And it's important to know the difference between the King James Bible and the NIV, the New International Version, or the Contemporary English Version, the CEV, on Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. The NIV has and reads, standing before the throne. The CEV reads, standing in front of that throne. The word God was changed to throne or that throne. They are not standing just before any throne. They're not standing before that throne. They are standing before God. And since God the Father does not judge, and He has committed all the judgment to the Son, the unsaved are standing in front of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God. The Lord Jesus Christ is God manifest in a human body. John chapter 1 verse 1 and verse 14. Revelation chapter 20 verse 12 is a clear proof of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ that he is God. The modern Bibles which change God the throne are attacking the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. The third area is the basis for judgment. He will judge the world in righteousness. Today in the dispensation of grace, God justifies all sinners who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. When God justifies us, He is not making us personally righteous, but rather it is standing before God. God imputes to the believing sinner the very righteousness, the very holiness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 3 verse 22 and 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20, 21. The fourth area is the assurance of judgment, whereof he has given assurance unto all men that he raised him from the dead. The word assurance means full confidence or trust, freedom from doubt, certainty, 
expectation, the utmost certainty. Do you need assurance that there's a coming day of judgment? For the unsaved person, the empty tomb, the rolled away stone, the resurrection of Christ is assurance that there is a future coming day of judgment. And whereas for the saved person, the Lord Jesus Christ was raised for our justification. Romans chapter 4 verse 25, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Will the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ condemn you to hell to an eternal separation from God? Or will you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and have the righteousness of Christ imputed to your account? Some individuals who set out to disprove the resurrection of Christ and because of this personal study end up believing in the resurrection of Christ and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, today, not Easter Sunday, today, Resurrection Sunday, believe on the Lord Jesus. He was raised again for your justification. Believe and trust Him before it's eternally too late in your life. There's only one way of salvation and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is my name.